Hello, my name is Katie and welcome back to the Salita podcast, No Sun, Tears, and Chaos. For this episode, I wanted to start off by reading a DM that I got pretty recently. I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if they would want that information about them on there and I'm not going to go into like the whole message because she does list some personal stuff but she says hi i stumbled upon your podcast recently on spotify lately i've been feeling so crappy about myself and then she lists all the stuff that she's been feeling and going through and she says i realized you do talk a lot about feeling similar things in your podcast i found solace in your podcast and i'm super relieved it's so weird for me to have these feelings now with no one i can really turn to without feeling torn apart again But listening to your podcast, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Just wanted to say a thank you and keep it up. I do get messages like this from time to time, every now and then. And I I wanted to highlight that because I can't stress enough how much that means to me to have people reach out to me and say stuff like that, where they essentially tell me how much the podcast has made them feel not alone in the things that they've been feeling and I feel the same way because, you know, I'm here talking about this stuff that I feel like my whole life I've just been struggling with alone. I've felt very alone my entire life. And so when other people say that I've made them feel like they're not alone, it makes me feel the same way as well, where we're all kind of just feeling the same things, but no one really talks about it. No one really says all of this you know I would say like pessimistic stuff and I am a pretty pessimistic person and that's kind of where we're gonna segue into this eventually it just means a lot to get those messages especially when sometimes it feels like doing this podcast it is like what am I doing this for you know I'm just I've said this so many times I clearly am literally a nobody all right I'm just some girl that bought a microphone and started speaking into it and posting it and The fact that this is my 31st episode is crazy that I've managed to keep up with it and, you know, taking the breaks that I need to take. It really does motivate me to keep going and it it really, I, I don't even know how to truly express how much it means to have that support, even if it's just for one episode, it's just one time that you're listening to me and feeling this way, it just means so much so thank you for that life's been a little ghetto (laughs) uh the past 24 hours have been a wreck and i can't even say the past 24 hours maybe the past 48 hours have been a wreck in my life and well we're (laughs) i didn't even know if i wanted to specifically say what happened my tv pretty much broke first world problems but like that really sucks because now I have to replace it and my tv since bringing it into my room has made my life so much better and that sounds really bad but for someone that was very afraid of being alone all the time especially at night by herself having my tv made me feel a lot better about spending time alone and made me feel a lot more comfortable with being alone so I'm gonna get that replaced soon but it was just really shitty having to go through that because it does cost a good amount of money. I wanted to call back to these previous pessimistic episodes that I had in the previous months when I first started the podcast. There was a lot of really, really dark 
episodes that we had and the reason why I wanted to call back to that is because of the current place that I am in in my life right now which I mean I I think I've kind of hinted or not even hinted I've just flat out said how it is and I think you guys can pretty much tell at this point that's just how life is for me on the daily and I think I always start every episode saying I really did not feel like recording today and I think that's because I only really have the opportunity to record late at night and I'm already tired at night even if I don't go to sleep at this time that I'm recording I do prefer to be laying down in bed, chilling. It it takes a lot of energy to know that I have to do this at night and then a lot of times I just don't want to and it it would be so much better if I could do it during the day, but this is just how it is for me right now. So yeah, on top of that, I was tearing up a little bit before recording this because of the past 48 hours and just the aftermath of everything and not even just the TV, it's just everything that's happened. It it just all comes back to me especially when I'm alone and now that I don't have my tv it's making me process my thoughts a lot more and I'm very exhausted right now so pretty much the place that I'm in in my life is yeah you know the heartbreak that I always mention but I kind of wanted to go into something that I've realized with the first heartbreak that I had which was two years ago right it was very insignificant situation looking back on it now did I react that way when it ended no I reacted very poorly when it ended which looking back now my mistake was not okay I mean what they did to me was not okay but I I've grown from that I feel like with my first heartbreak it hurt so freaking bad it was the worst pain imaginable I was really going through it But with that first heartbreak, I was on a mission. Of course, I was sad. I was heartbroken. It was all I could talk about. It was all I could think about. I would cry all the time. But I also woke up earlier. I started waking up at 7 a.m. and started having so much more time in my day to do whatever I wanted. I went to the gym consistently. I would go at least three times a week and I would go after work. I would come home and I would rush change into my gym clothes and then go to the gym and do what I need to do for however long and that was kind of my life like I just I had a mission I was on a mission to improve my life and of course like I said I was still sad but I didn't let the sadness consume me or rather I did what I needed to do and then I let myself feel sad It was typical for me to feel heartbroken and upset, obviously, and I needed to process that, but it was good that I was expressing that in ways that were good for me and that improved my quality of life. And I think even though it was very short-lived, it allowed me to welcome other things into my life. However, (laughs) I have a bad time of sorting through those things that come into my life because not everything that comes into your life is good for you even if it's new and fresh and exciting it's not good for you so when it came to this most recent heartbreak and i realized that i've said that for the past year oh this heartbreak that i'm going through it i'm at the end and i'm going through it and yada 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 shut up like i don't know what to say anymore like i can't keep repeating myself so this 
thing that I've just been dealing with for the past two years of my life, it's so much different than the first heartbreak. Whereas the first heartbreak was spontaneous, it was very instant in a moment, this one has dragged on, and I believe I've mentioned that before, this one has dragged on for almost as long as it's been going on. And as a result, it is this all-consuming sadness. I basically want to rot, all right? I have a lack of motivation. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to wake up early. I mean, maybe I do, but I just can't bring myself to actually do it. I have no motivation, desire to actually improve my life as much as I want it to be improved. I don't let that happen. I don't do it. And for two years, everything was this person. And when I say all of this stuff, I am not shifting the blame to this person. Are there things that I could definitely blame them for? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about my part in it because for me, having this lack of self-worth lack of respect for myself and so much more i let this singular person become everything for me and i planned my whole life around them still to this day to this exact day i still plan my whole life not my whole life i guess but plan my day-to-day around them and honestly i did want to stop talking about them and i like for me I felt like if they ever did stumble upon this podcast after the shit that I have learned in the past few months and things that I've went through and experienced, I did not want to give them any satisfaction in talking about them still and thinking about them still, even though they know that I still think and talk about them. But the point is that I just haven't moved past it yet and still a very important part of my life because it still dictates a lot of the stuff that I do. And honestly, that is nobody's fault but mine because I allow it to happen. I allow myself to fall back into these choices that are not good for me. I'm the one that's making these decisions. So it's all about accountability, I suppose. And Again, I say this a little bit lightly because there are things I'm like, I'm not going to say that everything was my fault because it wasn't. And it's just a, it's a, it's a pointless argument, but this is not about that. It's about what I currently feel, what I have been feeling for a while, which is that lack of motivation because everything surrounded this person. I let go of so many of my things, which was my decision. I did that because I lost sight of what truly mattered in my life, what was really bringing me satisfaction, or at least a little bit, because I feel like at every point in my life, I've always been dissatisfied. I've always felt some sort of sadness and disappointment. Like how I mentioned with that first heartbreak where I was doing so many great things, I was finally getting on track. I threw all of that away when I met the second person. When I started this whole cycle of whatever mess it is, I decided to 
no longer wake up at 7 a.m. because I was also having to keep in mind somebody else's sleeping schedule. I had a rule for myself that did not last very long where I thought after 10 p.m. I'm done responding to texts. I'm just going to pretend that I fell asleep. I don't care what time it is. Like, I don't care if they text me 9.59 p.m. I'm done texting. And that did not work. It did not happen that way. I would wait hours and hours into the early morning, late night, early morning for a call, a response, waiting for them to show up, waiting for me to go over. And I I made those decisions. I let that happen, you know, and I also gave up on a lot of my interests because I also didn't feel very good enough. And I say this because I feel like you become what you surround yourself with. So in that situation, I felt very, I don't know, I felt not good enough. And I let go of those things that were bringing me enjoyment, things that worked for me outside of another person because I wanted to just always be around this person. I always thought about them. I wanted to be with them so badly. And so everything that was important to me was less important because he was just on the top and he didn't ask for that he didn't want that it wasn't a good decision obviously because now i have become a very uninteresting person i feel like i i mean i feel like when i first moved i was already an uninterest an uninteresting person because i met a lot of people or a good amount of people and they would always ask me so what do you do in your free time what do you like to do and oh my god the way i was like trying to grab onto like breadcrumbs of like trying to figure out what would make me sound interesting trying to make it seem like i actually did stuff in my day-to-day life anybody asked anything about myself i didn't really know honestly i didn't know how to answer and especially letting go of all the stuff that was important to me now i've become very very unmotivated i don't have interest because i don't pursue anything really i'm trying uh, i'm i'm in this place right now where even though my day-to-day is still affected by other people i'm in a place where it's all about me which means i I'm starting to have a lot more freedom than I used to. I'm noticing that I'm having a lot more freedom to make decisions for myself without the influence of other people. It's all about, Katie, what do you want to do? You have to find that out. And a lot of times it was like, I didn't though. I didn't used to have to find out this information. Someone else would do it for me. And now it's just this big question mark. I don't know. I don't know what I want. But whatever it is that I do want or want to try out, I can go out and do that. And that's a little scary knowing that you actually do have a lot of free will and that there's a lot of power in your own hands about how your life turns out. And I've just decided that I'm not going to do anything. I felt so comfortable just being in my bed laying down. And yeah, I think that also has to do with some mental health stuff that I need to get resolved ASAP but I personally am still holding myself back maybe somewhat for other people still I think I still 
feel a lot of guilt when I do make decisions because I think I, I'm such a people pleaser. <laughs> I so I I have very important people in my life that I know they want certain things out of me. They want me to make certain decisions that I don't want to make or that it really hurts me to make the opposite decision of what they want and really having to accept that it's okay for me to decide whatever I want to do with my life no matter how much it affects other people because it is my life and I don't think I've had that much freedom before in my life and it's scary and I don't like disappointing those people I don't like making them upset the people that are very important to me it's just it's a lot to deal with uh because what if I make the wrong decision and maybe there is no right and wrong decision but maybe I end up doing something that other people don't want me to do and it doesn't end up working out but even if it doesn't work out does that really mean that it's the wrong decision because then I will live with that regret of not trying it out in the first place on top of that I don't have any passion in my life as I've mentioned that I let go of a lot of things that I enjoyed and I don't have a lot of passion except for doing things that aren't right for me because there is that thrill factor of doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing you know you can't be doing that stuff but it's exciting in a way and mind you beyond the excitement and the the thrill is a lot of anxiety a lot of desperation and a lot of stress and I've been known to freak out I am a natural freaking out kind of person I go insane I go crazy I would say that it's valid when I do react the way that I do um, because these things just have so much control over how I feel and it's just not very good for me it's the thrill of it of when I finally get what I want from this really bad thing it's so satisfying but it's not good and so with this heartbreak heartbreak as i mentioned that it just has been this whole past two years i still have the urge to fall back and i still do i still make the decisions that i make that are not right for me and i can't sit here really and say that they're mistakes if i keep making them over and over because to some extent of course i enjoy it of course i enjoy doing the things that at one point brought me a lot of comfort a lot of happiness but over a period of time and even when they brought me a lot of comfort and happiness there was a lot of struggles behind that as well and over the years it's just been deteriorating and deteriorating and it's gotten worse and worse and it's just gotten so much more stressful and painful but it's familiar and so I fall back to those things and I end up moving backwards instead of forwards and I was going to say that I feel like I think I'm just stuck because I'm making the same decision over and over. But it's more like I do mow forward. I do spend a certain amount of time away from this person and away from the situation. And I start doing things that are good for me. And then I fall back into the regular things of deciding that I'm going to do this, even though I know it's not right. I know I shouldn't do it. And I know that it's going to disappoint me in the end. I fall back to that. And so from there on, I do go backwards. And 
one of the hardest parts about dealing with all of this is that I know that at some point I'm no longer going to know anything about this person except for whatever I see on like social media and stuff and that's just not real (laughs) it's not like the whole story and eventually they're not going to know anything about me but for me personally when I feel that I haven't seen someone for a long time that I want to see I obviously get those withdrawals because I'm very uncomfortable with these changes and that's natural because I'm used to something and now I'm no longer getting it so of course I have the withdrawals and I end up doing things negative actions that are a result of needing something new like it's kind of like feeding that addiction so any way that I can get any new sort of information about this person or just look at the old stuff and any reminder (laughs) that they exist that they have existed at some point any reminder of them really any kind of consumption of them is what it takes to not feel those withdrawals but it just ends up feeding my addiction even more and making me fall back time and time again there is a saying that doing what is best for you won't feel the best and i know that i know that and i try to remind myself of that but i don't want to go through the hard part i tell myself that i want things to change and i do but i feel like or rather i know that i just want it to be at that point where i don't have to go through that i want to skip all the hard work i want to skip those nights where i feel so helpless without seeing this person and as more time passes by without seeing them without contacting them i imagine it'll get easier but there will definitely be times where it is so freaking hard knowing how much we've grown apart how not even just grown apart but just how much we've separated away from each other and i always think that of how sad it is to become strangers with someone that you've spent so much time with and have known for so long and it's so scary it's so terrifying and i just don't i don't want to go through that hard part i wanted to bring up a story that i'm pretty sure i've already talked about on here i can't remember what episode but i'm just gonna say it again um, because it's kind of the whole point of this episode so in high school i had a friend a close friend that for valentine's day she ended up getting me this journal that i really wanted uh it didn't really turn out that way but i wanted like a leather journal kind of like the one harry styles had back in like 2014 15 y'all know the one real ones no but i wanted my own little journal because i love journaling i was a writer and it ended up being really really small (laughs) and the pages were not lined they were like blank pages and they were yellow i don't know i think i asked for that anyways it was a journal and i gave her her gift and everything and then a few months later we ended up not being friends it was very toxic friendship and looking back on it it's also high school things happen But yeah, I would say that was like my most toxic friendship that I had and whatever with that. But I still had the journal, you know, even with this falling back, I still had the journal that she gave me. And now I was just like, I don't know what to do with it. I didn't want to throw it away. So 
I ended up turning it into a shit talking journal where I was like, I am going to write down all the shitty things that people say about me. What purpose did this have? I'm not really sure. It was kind of like a a way to get my power back of like, this is all the shitty things you said. Fuck you. You know, but it didn't last long, thank God, because that would have been a really shitty idea. <laughs> I thought like, why would I want to fill up a whole journal of awful things said about me? That's not my goal here. I ended up writing in the in the cover of the journal, I wrote turn negativity into growth there are no rules and then i proceeded to use that journal as a drawing journal and i'm very inconsistent with drawing i love to draw but i'm very inconsistent with it and i'm not like a free drawer like i can't like think of oh i'm gonna draw this and then do it no i have to look at an image and then i'll just like try to do it by my eyeballs and everything but that quote really helped me with the drawings that I did do in those journals because at some point I felt like I wasn't capable of really drawing because I didn't know like the technicalities of it. I didn't know that you had to do a specific like format, I guess. Like I know a lot of people draw like grids and then they draw their image in that. I never did that, never wanted to. I just did it freehandedly and it doesn't always end up the way that it's supposed to. It looks a little wonky, but it gets the job done the like the way that I can do it. <laughs> But it helped a lot. And that second part, there are no rules, was a quote that helped me a lot with so many things that ended up being very important to me. But that first part, turn negativity into growth. As someone that is very naturally pessimistic, I don't know if I've really implemented that into my life. So right now, when I'm feeling a lot of pessimistic things, when I'm feeling this lack of motivation, when I'm feeling a lot of hopelessness about my future, And even if it's not something that I really mention out loud, I do have these really, really, really pessimistic moments where I'm like, I know the words that I say really matter. And I know that I need to believe that I am deserving of the things that I want. But a lot of times it feels very hopeless with all of those negative feelings. How do I turn that into growth? And I think one of the biggest ways is by not taking myself so seriously. With my old hobbies that I let go of, I started making these excuses that I just wasn't interested in them anymore. I don't really want to do that anymore. I don't know if I was ever interested in the first place and yada yada. I think that's a load of bullshit. I think I literally just don't feel good enough to do them, so then I don't. And with anything, practice makes perfect. You're not going to get things right the first time, and I know that, but I'm such a perfectionist a lot. And with someone that has very low self-esteem, that wants to be good at things, when I'm not good at them, it's very discouraging. And I just, I I feel like some things that I did enjoy to do, it was at certain points in my life where I wasn't dictated by these very harsh restrictions that college ends up adding onto you. And... I don't think that's controversial to say. I think a lot of people feel that way, that they try to chase their passions and their interests in college on a professional sense, and it ends up burning them out. I know a lot of artists go through that, and as a writer, I feel like that definitely happened to me. I used to write so much creatively. It's just fiction, anything that came to my head. I used to write prose and 
stories and everything my imagine my imagination ran wild pretty much until i got to college and the more classes i took the more i had professors telling me you have to follow this plan this format you have to have a structure you have to do this and that you have to but i felt that i could not fit into all of these boxes i could not do everything that was expected of me to make something that was supposedly this great story this great piece and i gave up on that i just did not want to do that i did not feel comfortable doing any of that it did not satisfy me to try to shift my work into this box pretty much and so with hobbies and stuff that you know you do on the side i feel like those are so so important it's like i could talk about hobbies as like this side part of like yeah do your hobbies and whatever and try to do those things but i think they are just so important to the quality of your life because when i've been invested in a hobby like with my own like not even just like money wise but that also takes a lot because i am very cheap anyways i digress when i invest a lot of my energy and my time into a hobby because i'm excited about it it allows me to express myself and i feel like i develop this new sense of self i develop a new sense of identity which i've lost a lot in the past two three years four or five years ever probably ever since i graduated high school or maybe a really really long time since then i always didn't feel good enough for certain things and hobbies really did allow me or they do allow me to understand a little bit more about myself which is why right now i feel very lost and i've been feeling lost because i just don't invest any time into the things that i enjoy doing and i think a really really important reminder for myself is that hobbies can just be for fun they do not have to do anything for me honestly and i've read this there's this like post that is kind of like always formatted like so many people share it and it's like in there it's it's got very different forms but it pretty much always says the same information about you need this amount of hobbies one hobby to make you money one hobby to exercise one hobby to like have you thinking like critically or whatever and another for your creativity and I don't I mean I always saw that and thought wow that's such a good idea to always have like something in each of those categories and I that should be so fulfilling right now that I'm thinking about it it feels like another restriction especially because I feel like for me I always have my hobbies and I try to turn them into something so much more than that and I add so much pressure on myself to be so much better at it, to improve, rather than just to enjoy what it is that I'm doing, to let myself just have leisure time, just do something that satisfies me without having to constantly reach some another some other level, you know, constantly trying to better myself, improve myself, and then I end up feeling really disappointed because I can't get to that place. It ends up discouraging me even more. So I end up not doing those things. So having to not take myself so seriously and to just allow myself to relax 
because I'm always like, well, how is this going to benefit me? Is it going to bring me money? Is it going to help with my fitness? And is it going to help me in a certain amount of time? And it's just something that, you know, it doesn't have to have this big meaning behind it. It's just something that is enjoyable. And I seem to forget that. It's also about consistency, especially with hobbies, kind of just forcing yourself to do things even when you don't feel like it. And I mentioned that in one of these previous episodes where I talked about how depression, getting out of that is basically forcing yourself to do these things, even if you have no pleasure in doing them. You just kind of have to to get yourself out of that place. And that really depends, you know, because depression is not just this magic curable thing, you know, and I'm sure for me, it might not even be that way either, but it could definitely help to just force yourself to do those things. And I just haven't been doing that. I I realized that I gave so much energy to something that was not good for me. And I knew that from the start, you know, I've been had that realization of why do I allow this to happen to myself? And why do I keep returning? And why do I keep letting it back in? And why do I invest so much of myself for something that is not really benefiting me? And it also makes me think of why can't I give that energy to something that is good for me? Because sometimes it doesn't feel good to do the things that are good for you, like I mentioned. But a lot of the times the bad things don't feel good either, obviously. And yet I still do it for that little ounce of satisfaction that the bad things give me. It's like a much more quicker satisfaction, whereas doing something that's good will probably take time. And with passion i feel like i have so many bursts where i'm like oh my god i have an idea i want to get on that right away i have passion for something right now so i need to like do everything that i can with all that and then i just give my all into that and i end up burning myself out and i'm like oh actually i don't want to do it and maybe that's what a lot of people feel like they start things and then they just don't follow through with them and i feel like that was also me i would start things and i didn't follow through with them a lot So honestly, me being on episode 31 of this podcast is actually crazy. It's a little insane. Like it's almost been a year since I started, like actually started this podcast. And I have not had a a year's worth of episodes like for every week, but I've had it for a year. So that's really good. (laughs) It's really crazy. And instead of waiting for those bursts to something that you have to develop, you have to develop those passions and kind of just see them through and then kind of like falling in love I guess I mean what do I know (laughs) I've never had a healthy love so I really can't say how that works maybe it's different for everybody but I guess it's just something that you have to take your time with and not try to make it seem like ah this love at first sight thing like maybe that exists yeah but not always it's never going to always be that, if that makes sense. And one of the ways in which I have been really, really, really wanting to develop my passion again and go back to something that I used to love to do is writing poetry. I started writing poetry, ironically, when I took a poetry class in college. I was already a creative writing major, or at least that was my plan. And I took creative writing classes. I, I loved 
creative writing classes every one of my creative writing classes i think i really really enjoyed but poetry was always something very intimidating to me and i never felt like i could do it until i took that class and i had to remind myself that there are no rules because with poetry i always felt like i had to follow a rhythm and a flow and i felt like i i was very constricted and i just didn't know how to write poetry and i had a lot of freedom in that class and i had a lot of space to just write things and not have to share them I would turn them in for a grade, obviously, but I didn't have to share them with everyone. I didn't have to discuss what it was that I wrote. I could if I wanted to, and eventually I did, and it felt very good. And I I admired the poems that I wrote back then because I remember that point in my life where I was so relieved to have poetry in my life because before that, I didn't have much life experience. (laughs) Even after that, I would say. I was 18, so... I didn't have much going on in my life. So everything that I did write creatively was just, I just grabbed it out of thin air. It was just my imagination. And that's because I didn't feel like there was anything in my life that was worth writing about. And I feel like poetry allowed me to feel like I did have something important because it was part of my life. Even the most mundane things that would happen to me I could write about them in such a beautiful way and I started off writing about like innocent little crushes and longing for people and then I wrote about other stuff that was like really meaningful to me and I don't know how I can ever get back to that place because it was so freeing as for now I've taken a lot of poetry classes and I feel that constriction again. I feel like I've been told you have to write your poetry a certain way. You have to fit into this. It has to make sense. You have to say it in a different way because this is a cliche. And it was so disheartening because poetry means so much to me. And I just stopped reading it. I stopped writing it. And words mean everything to me. That's my main love language is words of affirmation. And I try so hard to get away from it because I'm like, words don't mean the same thing to everybody else but maybe now I'm thinking because they don't mean much to other people they mean the world to me because so many people don't say the truth and they say things they don't mean and that's obviously not okay words for me are just a way to express myself so much better because especially me being very introverted and shy I don't get to speak a lot like it seems like I do because I'm on a podcast and I did all of this stuff but realistically I'm not very outspoken in real life but poetry allowed me to process a lot of my feelings and I really admire the poetry that I wrote when I was 18 because is it the best poetry ever no but I feel like it was so much more authentic. It meant so much more. And I I don't think I will want to take a poetry class. And I tried to join a poetry club and it was so nice. But I think I just don't want to share that stuff either right away. I, I, I think for me, when I started writing poetry, I did the cliche thing of rhyming and all these like roses are red, violets are blue kind of bullshit. <laughs> But it was what worked best for me in that moment because I did not take myself too seriously anymore, you know? So hopefully I will get a journal soon and I can start writing some poetry and start 
processing those feelings again and allow myself to kind of be a younger version of me again where I didn't have all of these restrictions placed on me and in that sense I feel a lot more freedom to do the things that I really want to do and maybe that will give me a lot more motivation to do them. On a final note, I am graduating soon, which I've mentioned, and because of that, I've been honing in on what I want to do after my graduation. And recently, I've been having some really big dreams and ideas that when I was younger, I was such a dreamer. And that's because I was like a preteen and I didn't really have logic really seared into my brain. But at the same time, isn't that like such a beautiful thing when you're younger and you feel like you really can do anything and you really can, you you still can. But when we grow older, we feel so much more of that restriction, I guess. We feel like we're not in places where we can do the things that we used to want to do. And time is a really big factor for that, where we feel we're too old to do something, but when I was younger, I didn't really have those foolproof plans. I had ideas in my head of like, I am going to do this. I know it's going to happen for me. And I would try so hard to get my whole life around that. Like the biggest thing, I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> okay. And I I just really wanted, I had never acted a day in my life, but that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a famous actress and I always imagined myself on the movies and everything. And what did I do? As soon as I got to high school, I took acting class. But as I got older and I started going to competitions and I started seeing everything around me, I got a lot more discouraged. So when you grow older and you see everything else around you, you feel like "Mm, maybe I don't have a chance. And it's all about consistency. Like I said, you really have to believe in yourself. You really have to go after those things. And I, I didn't do that and I still haven't really done that. But even with me as a younger girl having these big dreams, I still believed in them and I tried to do that and I've really lost that. So when it comes to now having these big ideas and these big dreams, I still feel so young that I'm like, I can't do that yet. I think in a few years that could be possible. But you know that little saying of like, oh, I don't want to do something because it's going to take a certain amount of years. Well, those certain amount of years are still going to pass. So you might as well do the thing you want to do because you could be so much farther into that journey in X amount of years and if you never did it at all, right? So it's kind of like that where I just feel young and it's like, yeah, you can wait three more years, but then you're going to be in the same place in three years probably. You might as well just get a head start on it now. And the thing with feeling so young is that I feel incapable of doing those big things, those big dreams. I feel like it's not possible right now, but it is. It really is. And it's so, so scary to know that it is possible because then I actually have to go out there and do it. And that's terrifying to put yourself in that position of having so much control over your life. But that's the place that I'm at right now. The final thing that I wanted to say that is coming from all of this is that things are not the end all be all you know i've said so many times in previous episodes i'm at my end this is the end of this and you know everything's set in stone and things are just not black and white and i've said that too so when i say things are not the end all be all they really aren't if 
things don't work out the first time, try again. And it seems like simple advice, but I think that's something that I've done for things that are not good for me. I've, I've really strived for stuff that I really, really want. And I try again and try again. It just doesn't work. But when it comes to like the stuff that's really good for me, I just don't end up doing that. I end up getting really discouraged and just trying that stuff again. And eventually you do learn something and I can feel like as much pain as I'm in and how tired I am. And I feel like I've lived lifetimes right now. I've learned stuff and it's all about putting that stuff into practice. Things are just not the end of the world if something doesn't work out right now doesn't mean it was like the wrong decision to make and just kind of separating myself from this right and wrong stuff instead just thinking of it like these are just decisions there is no right or wrong it's just moving forward and not going back as long as i'm moving forward and giving myself the space to learn and to take breaks and just start again and i will leave you with that and i did enjoy this episode i will say that i've been having some back issues so my back the the top part of my back has hurt this whole episode and uh i really need to do stretches again because yoga is another thing that i really need to just take the time to do because it it definitely will make me feel so much better i love yoga but anyways thank you so much for listening i'm very glad that i got to say all of this uh because there's a lot of stuff that i didn't want to talk about anymore but it's just very important and i feel good i feel good that i'm processing everything that i feel and hopefully i do learn but what can you do what can you do when you're a silly little goose If you like the podcast, be sure to follow, leave a little rating, review, whatever you feel like. I would really, really appreciate it. If you would like to reach out to me, you can follow me on the podcast's Instagram, which is at SolitaPod, or my personal Instagram, which is at underscore Katie Torres, and everything is going to be linked in the show notes. All right. Love you. Goodbye.